0: Hello, and welcome to Veins of Gold, Finding God's Treasure in a Dirt-Covered World. This is a podcast from Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. Now, let's join Pastor Ryan Christopher as he digs into this week's program. All right, folks. We're here with the second part of the interview with uh, Dr. Rex King, and now you know. Last week we talked an awful lot about the Mill Village and growing up in Mill Village and his, his childhood and things, and maybe some of that comes out in this too. But now we want to kind of we want to start looking toward um, we want to start looking toward uh, his ministry, how he got started in the ministry, uh, and how it has been, how things have changed in uh, in the in the in this uh, in this time and age, and. Try to figure out uh, you know, where ministry is going and all that kind of stuff. We're going to try to do that in the next 30 minutes, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, Pastor, here's the thing. Okay. I want to know your very first calling. And was it now, and, and the reason I ask it like that, your very first calling, the reason I ask it like that, was it something that that you just ended up doing and realizing that this is what God has for me? Or did you know like, did you say, okay, I'm called to that. I'm going to pursue that and I'm going to go and I'm going to go and do that.
1: No, it fell on me. Uh, Vicky and I got married in 74. I'd been in radio uh, since 68, 1968, when I was senior in high school, started in radio and God gave me a gift of gab. I can talk and I, I talk a lot, <clears throat> but those, those years I spent in radio you know, I wanted, I wanted to be a disc jockey. That's what I wanted to do for a living. I wanted to be on the radio. But unfortunately, I found out very quickly, you can't have a family and a wife and radio job because there ain't no money there. There ain't no money in radio. So uh, even after I got out of college, I graduated from college in 1973, I went to work at a radio station. Right. You know, I, had, I had two degrees, a degree in industrial engineering, a degree in textile engineering. I went to work at a radio station because that's what I wanted to do. And found out very quickly that since I was going to get married, that wasn't going to work because there just ain't enough money to support the family. And that. So I went to work in the textile industry. And I, and I say all that because my my goal was to be a disc jockey. And once I gave that up to realize, I said, this ain't going to happen. Not in Thomas, it ain't going to happen.
0: Oh, to be a big-time a big no, disc yeah, jockey. Yeah, you know
1: right. WLS Chicago, WWL New Orleans, yeah, you know, somewhere yeah. like that. And did but you just,
0: listen to any of those folks? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. okay. But
1: you know the competition was very high, very extreme, and the chances of getting on a big station like that very, very negligible. Right. But anyway, uh, so I, to, I used the two degrees that God gave me. See, I thought radio was going to be a uh, a vocation. I thought it was going to be my life work, but it wasn't. But God was training me. God let me go into radio to train me to talk to people. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. look at people. Yeah. You know, to entertain people. Yeah. To connect with people. Right. Well, when I, when I, when I leave radio and go to work at Cotton Mill, I use my degrees, textile engineer. became an industrial, my, my goal then was, my, after I left radio, my goal then was, after I was married, I've got to do something to support Vicky and myself.
0: That's right. So, I,
1: you know, got a job in industrial engineering, making good money. Making, That's right. Making good money. That's what Tink told me. Yeah. He said, if you're going to work <laughs> in the Cotton Mill, getting an education. So season. you can make good money. And he was right. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, tough times, tough times fail. Tough time I lost that job. Well, I was unemployed for, Over a year, couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a job, yeah. But anyway, my calling was not in the ministry. My calling, I I wanted to be a disc jockey, and after I got through being a disc jockey, I went into engineering. That's right. Uh, Engineering was just a job, you know, it was was just a job. Uh, When we first got married, Vicki and I first got married, we were up here at Mountain View. Her daddy was a pastor, and uh, every fifth Sunday was Youth Sunday. That's right. We didn't have seven, eight youth at that time. Real small church. We had seven, eight at the most. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, being the one who always could talk to people, when it came time, hey, I wonder who's going to give the message this Sunday at U Sunday. Who's going to give, who's going to talk this Sunday at U Sunday? Well, (laughs) they wasn't but one that was bona fide to do it, and that was me. So and I this got
0: to now, now you had already done some of the disc jockeying. Oh, I was done disc job. Oh, okay. I was so, through. So was you, in, were you were a talker. I lost my job in industrial engineering. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that,
1: it trained me. Yeah, yeah. it tra- That's why when they said let's get somebody to, to talk mm. at you, son, I mean, that's right down my alley. Yeah. I could do that, no yeah, problem. Sir. So I did it. Never thinking anything about it. And uh, curiosity, uh,
0: curiosity about that though. Okay. we and, and this is this happens to a lot of people. I mean, you're getting a chance to speak and mm-hmm. everything. But are you? Are I mean, are, are you? Are you Close to the Lord at this point. And this isn't saved, anything, but yeah, yeah, so saved, I saved, saved yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sir. But there's
1: a difference between being saved. No, well, I know it. That's why I'm where, you, where no, God no, wants Exactly why I'm asking. Be. And I'm, exactly exactly I'm going I'm through asking. this process of, of tying the meal village of sure, what sure. I learned on the meal village, sure. the ministry, sure. the radio station yes. I thought was irrelevant, yes. and now has become very important. Yes, absolutely. And now all this stuff has led me to this point where here I am fixing to talk on a regular basis to our youth group. That's well, right. Well, Vicki and I hadn't been married long. And then we forget, here's how I got to call. God called me. I didn't choose it. Right. I didn't choose it. It chose me. Right. Uh, and then we'll forget this. My calling was this. Vicky and I laying in the bed. We, first, we hadn't been married long. And they asked me to speak again. You, son. I said, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. Well, one night in the middle of the night, I wake up and I start preaching. I just <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night start ah, preaching. Yeah. And she looks at me and says, lay down, go to sleep. I said, all right. Second night, same thing. Woke up preaching. She says, "You you letting this get to you? You just need to lay back and relax and forget this stuff, and it'll come." Yeah. Third, and this third night in a row. Yeah. Third night in a row. Yeah. I wake up and I'm standing in the bed, preaching. Wow. And she says to me, "Lay down. You this thing. Uh-uh. You you, you letting it get to you? Yeah. So when I laid back down, praise the Lord. <laughs> Bless him, Lord. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. When I lay down thinking I'm all hyped up on yeah. talking, yeah. I see this vision. Yeah. I saw Jesus. Yeah. I've seen him three times in my life. First time I ever saw him, he comes down out of out of the sky and appears before me on a lake that's just as calm and smooth. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't say a word. Just looks me in the eye and does this. And I knew. Yeah. I knew Amen. he was calling me to preach. That's Amen. how I got it. Amen. That's how Amen. I got it. Praise the it. Lord. That's how I got it. Praise the Lord. Started out a youth minister here. Once well, I, I thought you were at Clark's Chapel. No. When I, when I got saved, Vicki and I were here because her daddy was a pastor. He yeah, led yeah, me to the Lord. Yeah. Uh Technically. And, and, yes. and, and I started out as a youth minister of this church. That's my first ordained job with youth pastor of Mountain View Baptist Church. <laughs> I, don't, I cannot a,
0: imagine you as a youth the, pastor. And I
1: was just a young, 26 years old, 25, 26. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Young, oh, yeah. Young. And then while we were, he had been just a little while into this thing.
0: Are there any, because I haven't seen this, are there any pictures of that? Uh. Yes, but they're well hid. And they're well, he, no, they're well hid no, we've got to see that. No, 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 no. Oh then, my goodness. I saw one the
1: other I saw one the other day of a of a trip that our youth group took to took to Six Flags back in the
0: early seventies. What in the world do they have at Six Flags in the early seventies? Uh, a roller coaster. A roller coaster. And <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You yeah. know. Yeah, Yeah. but I I would love to see that because youth pastor. Okay, so you're a youth pastor. I mean, at this point, are you saying, okay, this is the direction I'm going to go?
1: Well, still, I was working with Thomas DeMills, uh, was youth pastor here. And then it's it's amazing how God coordinates your life. Mm -hmm. While I'm up here, of course, I grew up in Clark Chapel. My daddy took me to church at Clark Chapel every Sunday. He went. My daddy took me to church. And uh, while I'm up here as youth pastor, the the preacher down there, Ross Minton, got sick. Ross had some health issues, serious health issues. And he got to the point where Ross could not pastor anymore. He was going to have to take a leave of absence. Yeah. So two of the deacons who knew me from there called me and said, Would you come and be the interim pastor or come in and, be, and help Ross so we can get Ross back? We need you to come down. So I left here as youth pastor and went down there for as about the a year pastor. as interim pastor, and I was for about a year? year, yeah, a little over a year. Oh, over, wow. and then now when, I didn't know that part. I and, didn't know that part when, and when Ross and when Ross got well, when Ross got well, uh, what was wrong with Ross? Uh, health issues. Yeah, is Ross a, just has health issues. Okay, yeah. and when he got to where he could come back, they said, "Well, we want you to stay and be the associate pastor." Mm-hmm. So I said, let me, "Let me think about this for a minute." I said I can go back up to Mountain View with twenty members or I can stand in here at Clark's Chapel and be the associate pastor of the largest, fastest growing church in Upson County. Let me think about this just for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. That's so right. I, you know, then,
1: but the Lord let me, the Lord didn't right. to stay down there. The Lord, yeah. And he put me down there for a reason. Right. I mean, the Lord blessed my sure, ministry, sure. the Lord did this, same, but at, this, at, yeah, the, at the same time, I was down there maybe a year, year and a half, very mm-hmm. short period of time, Preacher Cool gets sick. Preacher Cool gets sick to the point where he feels like the Lord's through with him. He'd been here seven years, so he resigns. He resigns here. Because of issues and you know, he can't do it. It's a very small church anyway, so he's he's resigned up here. Mountain View has no pastor. I'm down at Clarks Chapel as the associate. associate. I mean, I'm I'm well healed. I'm down there, I'm good to go, buddy. Yeah. I'm in line. I'm like you, I'm in line yeah. for a good, right. good good job. Right. But anyway, uh Doug Burkett, Laura's husband, mm-hmm. called me and said, Well, if you to come up and preach for us one Sunday, will you come? So I sure I did. Came preached a couple of times and then finally, after a while, they said, We want you to come be our pastor, will you come? And I ain't never going to forget this as long as i live. I, I I came up here to preach homecoming in August, whatever year it was, uh, probably 77 or seven, maybe in 78. And Mr. Charlie Burkett, which is Doug and Sammy Burkett's daddy, Golden Barnes' daddy, came to me. I never forget, there were tables right there. You can, they gone now. But he came to me and said, boy, we need you to come home. Boy, we need you to come back up here and be our pastor. And I thought to myself. I said, "You crazy, Charles?" And I ain't coming yeah. back up here. Right? I said, "I've I've got it made where I'm at. That's right. I've got it made That's where right. I'm at. I'm in. I ain't coming back up here.
0: Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And this is just kind of. And I know this is an interview for you and all, but mm-hmm. like um, you know, there have been times where God has said, you know, I, I, I in all honesty, I had it made at Rock Springs because mm-hmm. that was you know He was going to put me here, put me there, that kind of thing like that. No. But what I want to ask is, is there's a time where God says, "Are you willing to leave mm-hmm. what you think is your mm-hmm. comfort zone?" In order to start something completely different. See, so I already done that once in youth ministry. And now, that's right. And now when
1: Charlie Burkett says, boy, we need you. I mean, that's the oh, words he used, boy. Yeah. I said, Charlie, I, 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 let me pray about it, Charlie. But him beside me, I said, I ain't coming. I, that's I right. You know. And then God started dealing with me. Mm-hmm. God started dealing. And now we've got to be a very Who are your main
0: day. characters here at that point?
1: Who that, are the main players? Me. Me and God. Yeah. You know, Charlie and and and. and no, Doug I mean at and, the church. So and you had, several, you had several, and, Charlie Burkett and Doug and Amos Burkett. You know, they were the ones that really, you know, were encouraged me to come. It was about 25, 30 people up here. Yes, no, sir, sure, sure. And, uh, I, I don't want to do this, Lord. You know, I'm, 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 ha- i, don't know, I was sitting on the front porch on Avenue, my meal village house. Me and Vicky living in the Mill village. Brent just had been born. And I'm sitting there in my office on, on the front porch and I'm struggling, 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 struggling. Do I do I do? I. What right. do I do, Lord? What right. do I do? Lord? Right. Lord, I need you to tell me because exactly I'm to right. all pieces. I don't know. Yeah. I got it made down here, and you want me? To, well, hey, right. they want me up there. there. Ain't nobody up there. That's right. And I'm sitting there. I never forget it. I'm sitting there studying flipping through the Bible,
0: and I look up, and there he is again. <laughs> there sits. I remember telling this part. There I, he sits. Yeah.
1: And he looked at me, and he said two words. Wait, well, he said three. He said, "Go." Isaiah fifty three. That's all he said. Mm-hmm. Go, Isaiah fifty three. So, I, and it was Isaiah fifty three. The rose will bloom again. Yeah. The desert shall blossom. I got it. I looked. ain't you gone? That's right. And that's how I got called up here. Amen. That's how
0: God sent me up here. That's incredible. And the rest is history. It's incredible. The you know, and, and and I want to, I want to say this. I want to say this to people who are listening because a lot. I mean, there'll be people who listen who won't be a member of this church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you know, when someone says, you know, I've I saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, their first inclination is this guy's crazy. Dish, but, but whatever. Sure, 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 sure. But no, but but no, I honestly, now this was a this was a dream, okay? But I there was only two times you don't hear a lot of people talk about that. Mm-hmm. That, that in a dream they saw Jesus or mm-hmm. in a vision they saw. You don't hear a lot an awful lot about that. And I think there's a reason for that. Because God doesn't just do that to everybody. That's okay. And That's it's correct. not it's not like it's not like, you know, anything I mean if he has to speak to you directly sometimes he will do that in vision or dream or something like that and there was a time when I woke up one time and and um from a dream and in the dream um I'm sitting with an older member of Antioch Baptist Church I'm sitting in this house and there's a storm and he says go to the door and check that door this is Frank Eaton he was in the house that Fred Pippen lives in now he was, he was in that house and uh, and I was sitting in there and, and I went up to the door and I opened the door and there was you know, not it wasn't this you know handsome image of Jesus. It was it was you know uh, a rough sh- you know roughshod kind of guy, you know and all. But he was in the, he was there, and all he said, all it said in this dream, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me, and that was it. It was over. It was done. The vision. But you tell people that, and it's like it's like well, that's just to sensationalize your story. No, it's it, it, it's true. It, it's it's the what it's it's what. And was let me tell it. you why that happens. Yeah. Because a
1: lot of people, I get asked, how do you hear from the Lord? Yeah. You know, how, how can I hear from the Lord? Yeah. And, and there's a thousand different ways oh, sure, to hear sure. from the Lord. Yeah. But I tell these people, I said, You hear him in nature, you hear him in song, you can hear him in your heart. You yeah. can hear him. Yes. I said, But I'm stupid. Mm. I'm stubborn. I'm a sheep. Hey, I'm too. dumb. Yeah, yeah. I said, Now Lord, if you want me to do this, you're gonna to talk to me. You're gonna tell me. <laughs> and he right. does at the big events of my life, he then, tells me. Yeah. You know, where I where yeah. I won't mess up. You that's know, right. that's
0: the way he talks to me. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's the thing. People, people, they've, you've been here 43 years. So some people will ask, Ryan, you know, you just go up and leave. And I said, guys, it would take Jesus appearing in, in my sight for something like that, you know? And, and so I, I know what you're saying. I believe that. I believe, I believe what, and so that, that point you knew. And so you said yes to Mountain View. Absolutely. You said yes to Mountain View. Now, Take us from there. I mean, November I mean, the 11th, of 1978
1: was my first sermon. In this, no, no, excuse
0: me. That was when I
1: got to say February the 12th, 1978 was my first sermon. I preached, The Rose Will Bloom Again. Because okay. there were about 20, I guess they were, I bet 20 people in that sanctuary, sure. which is now my office, by the way. That's right. That that's was right. the sanctuary, mine and your office. Yeah, that's the that, that was the church. Sure, that sure. was the church. Yeah. I bet yeah. there wasn't 20 people in there, but that was the first sermon. The Rose Will Bloom Again, because that was God's message. Because God saw on this seat, it ain't me. But there's something special on this heel. There's something about this, this hill. hill. There's about there's the hill. About this I hill. believe that. I mean, I, I felt you were Preacher I mean, it, there's yeah. an anointing. There's a presence there's of something, God there's something on this heel. There's something here.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to know. I mean, there's no way for us to know, but I'd love to know if there was just somebody who would just come up here before there was ever a church built just right pray. here and just pray. pray. And you just think there has to be something because I there has not been the people who've come to us and said, you know, you know, I, I came to church and I visited your church. We I just felt the presence of the Lord. And I just don't feel it, you know. And I know they're, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, are Bible believing churches everywhere, and the Spirit of the Lord is there. I get it, but it's just so odd how people. I got out in the parking Walked lot, the and door, I felt, I, you know, and I felt the presence of the Lord. It ain't us, it's the Lord.
1: That's exactly right. It, it, and the it, Lord's done it. The Lord's it. done it. I've just
0: been smart enough to get out of the way. That's it. What your style? Okay, because this it's a unique style. Okay, when I got here, and let me just say this: when I got here. Um, you know, I've been trained under Benny and I've been trained under Jeff and, and several of the pastors and, things. and one of my favorite pastors is Adrian Rogers. You know, I've listened to him for so many years. And, you know, the reason I alliterate and illustrations of those people and I, and I and I got here and uh, and I told somebody one day, they said, well, Ryan, you've been there three or four months. I said, what's it like? And I said, well, look, guys, he he preaches a revival esque." I mean, he, it's, it's, it's going to be, that's why it's so funny to me. Somebody said, Ryan, you to talk too fast. I said, have y'all heard Pastor Rex? You know, I mean, that you've been here with 43 years, but they've, they've become accustomed to you, how you preach. And, uh. Well, so, I slowed
1: down considerably too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's amazing too. Cause I'm like, my goodness. He, he still speaks fast. Your style, where, where does it come from? The style came from the old days. In other words, back when I was just
1: getting started, Ross Minton down at Clark's Chapel, H.L. Yeah. Uh, Wade down at Clark's Chapel, where I grew up, uh, John Presley, they all had that fire and brimstone. Back in the old days, it was a Baptist church that had the fire and brimstone today yep. it's a Pentecostal but back in the old days it was the Baptist church that danced in the aisles and you know had a good time in the Lord but their style was fine really because
0: see I grew up and I hear you say mm-hmm. that I guess around here because mm-hmm. people don't realize county to county people are different Absolutely, they just are it's the Absolutely. weirdest thing but like, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a, you know, Baptist church and every Baptist church I went to was, and I don't want to say dead. Mm-hmm. They, they worshiped, mm-hmm. they worshiped how they worshiped. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my, my all loved fine. Jesus. My papa all loved Jesus, but he stood like a statue. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I mean, he didn't like anybody that got any way out of hand. And that's fine. And we had, we had somebody come into the church one time talking about the Hebrew, uh, the Passover. He got to speak in Hebrew and one of our, one of our members said, Hey, he can't be speaking in tongues in here. So I was like, what in the world? But, um, but so, so, the guys around here preach like that. Is Absolutely. that the way? That, that's where
1: I, that's and Preacher Coogler, who was probably the biggest influence or biggest daddy, that was his style. And that was where I picked it up. Uh, uh, also listening to folks on the radio. But over the years, I was watching T.D. Jakes. I've always liked to watch T.D. Mm-hmm. Jakes. I like the way he preached. Don't always agree with everything he sure, says. Sure, but, sure. but anyway, sure. I loved and it. And it dawned on me one day. I'm watching him preach, boy, and this crowd's really into him. Mm-hmm. And he does this all the time. He doesn't use notes. I said, how in the world mm-hmm. can this man preach the way he preaches, like an old Baptist That's preacher, right. without referring to his notes? Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me, he's memorized this message. Mm-hmm. He's got it in his mind. Yeah, and, and I began to try to memorize my messages so I could adapt sure. that kind of style. Very, very effective. Yeah. Very effective when you're connecting with your audience. That's right. You don't have to go back and refer to your notes and flip them first. If you had to, that's fine. Yeah. But my style was to do that. And I had found that over the years, that's how I connect with my audience is I always maintain contact with them and I can walk around. That's right. Because it's memorized. That's right. That's one
0: thing that, in all honesty, that's one thing that, um, you know, I was a stage Mm -hmm. preacher. Mm -hmm. I was a stage preacher all the, anytime, anytime I preached, I did. And so when I got here, that is one thing that I felt freed up from. Mm-hmm. I really did. Because I always wanted to do that. But it's like, I, I don't know anybody that does that. And I got here, and you walk amongst people. You, you put your hand on their shoulder or whatever like that. And that's what I had always had a desire to do. And it's like, okay, well, you know, this church does that. You know, so that's, that's, you know, that's one of them. That's You'll one notice them. during the week when I got that yellow
1: piece of paper in front of my face, that's what I'm doing. I'm memorizing that message. Sure.
0: sure. Memorizing that's exactly right. And, and that's, that's not uh, something that, you know, that I've, I've moved toward yet, mm-hmm. but I, I do like to move amongst the people. I do, um, for sure like to do that. And, uh, and so, okay. So pastures that you enjoyed listening to you mentioned that Adrian Rogers to me one of the best
1: of all time. Yeah,
0: I believe so. I love to hear Charles Stanley teach. Yes. Excellent. Yes.
1: Jake's was my favorite. Jeremiah. Love listening to David Jeremiah. That's right. But uh, those those were the
0: guys. If I was going to listen to the guys, those are the guys I'd listen to. So who who that, because hardly anybody does it anymore, but you know, that preached your style of preaching. Did, could you back back when I was going? there was it was uh, of course Ross Minton, Preacher yeah. Coogler. Uh, Did you enjoy listening? Uh, yes, to, sir. Yeah, John
1: Akins, yeah. J- uh, Johnny Akins, Daddy uh, Robert, Robert Akins, boy, same style, same thing, and that's I love that style. I like a style that gets me excited. I don't like for somebody to stand there. and Yes. Tell me about the 23rd. Song. Yeah, yeah, I like I don't, yeah absolutely.
0: I, I believe I believe when you when you preach the word, this is your opportunity to paint a picture for absolutely. people. And it's just if if you're gonna sit absolutely. there and just dive it on, I mean, pe- some people are touched. That's fine. And and I've seen and that, some ministries. You, and you make a statement there,
1: paint a picture. I always try to tell the story in my message so people can
0: relate. Yes, they can see it to the whole story. That's exactly right. Because that's the way I learned in school. Mm-hmm. That's the way I learned in school. Um, couple of your favorite church memories like if you, and I know there there are thousands okay there are thousands but ones that ones that just like like stand out for you
1: i think the the, the one of my most fondest memories goes just way before your time back when we started growing i mean we were really growing we we'd have what we call... Uh, a day in the park. This is what we built that oh, yeah, This would yeah, the yeah. yeah. thing was
0: asphalt. I, I missed there. that, and I never was here. I mean, <laughs> you know, we would have Breeze
1: Pig climb the pole, horseshoes, Alton Dawson, Johnny's dad go out there and bowl peanuts, and we'd cook hamburgers, and you know, uh, Bill Harvey and Sandra would gospel. It was just a great day of just coming together in the park. All day long, just having a good time singing and eating and fellowship. Y'all do that how often? Once a year? We did that at least once a year. Back okay. There. Yeah. okay. Then we paved
0: everything, and now you can't have all this stuff. Man, away. but God gave you the land over yeah, that's here. Exactly I mean, He right. gave you 18 exactly acres right. over here. That's, that's exactly, exactly right. right. So, so that, that, that's one of the memories. I mean, anything, anything that stands up. But what about people in particular? I mean, and you look, look, just for the folks who are listening, there is absolutely no way he can go through a list of 10,000 people that have touched his life. Okay. So when I ask that question, I'm asking, you know, are there things that just, you know, particular people that stand out? John
1: Rayleigh John Raylan probably did more for me in my ministry without him even realizing just, just having John sit in my congregation and preach with me. Oh yeah. He, he he'd with <laughs> yeah. me. And every time every, every time I said something he didn't fully understand, he'd go, mm. He'd grunt. <laughs> he'd grunt. And if uh, I I knew when he started grunting morning Saturday man, I was in trouble. Hey, look here. But, but he'd grunt.
0: Uh, but you know, it's and, so funny. It doesn't matter. No, no, uh, and, and bless him, he's gonna listen to this. I know he is. But Calvin Sanders, Calvin Sanders, when you preach, I mean you could say, you could start your sermon off with uh, you know, I saw a cloud today, and he's gonna say, Yep. <laughs> he loves you man. Praise the That's Lord. Calvary. He loves you so much. That's he does. Calvary. Amos he lo- Burkett was precious. Yeah. Charlie
1: Burkett, precious people. I mean them people. It and Felton Pugh. Felton pew. Good.
0: Grace of life. Really? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say now, this. Now, Felton's well, been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Felton, Felton
1: yeah. I'm going to say this. God's put a lot of wonderfully great men in my life. That's what Gene, same with me. Yeah. Gene Shepherd yeah. was my best friend. Gene was a Church of God preacher. Now, he okay. and I got to talk about doctrine, first one thing, then another, sure. and church. And, but anyway, well, I say all that to make one point. God's right. put a lot of great men in my life. But I say this with all sincerity. The, the finest man that God put in my life is Keith Johnson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I tell him, man, he's the finest man in my life. Keith's yeah. just... The he keeps us all. He's one the one. epitome in my estimation of what a Christian would be. Oh my God. And goodness, Keith's curious. scared to death of me. Keith is scared to death of me. He won't <laughs> he will not come into my office just to idle chit chat. That's right. If he comes into my office, he's got a point of reference or something he needs done
0: yeah. quickly, so he's in and out. That's right. Now see
1: That's he won't right. tell me that, but he tells Victor that.
0: <laughs> Look he tells all of us that. I mean we're all it's like it's like Keith, will you go in his office and ask him this? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. But, but okay, so, you know, I think, okay, um, uh, one memory that I when I got here, there was, uh, you know, Tommy Joe was still here, okay? Mm-hmm. And Tommy Joe, was he at Clark's Chapel? And then he came was he, Clark's here? Ch- he was one of the deacons
1: that called me down there when, when they called me as youth pastor. Okay. Or a, a associate pastor. Tommy okay. had, and I know hand for hand
0: years that. he mm-hmm. paid for your radio ministry. He, Tommy, people don't Nobody know Nobody didn't that. know that. Nobody still didn't did. know that. But. Tommy
1: Joe Smith has paid. Until his death, yeah, until, until he's dead. he died, yeah. Tom and Joe Smith paid for every minute of our radio program. That's incredible. Every minute he did. That paid is for. incredible. Tom and Joe walks into my office one day. He says, uh, Got a proposition for you. I said, What's that? He said, We're going on television. <laughs> and he said, I got a station down there. He called the name of the yeah. station. It yeah. it's not, it's not, wasn't yeah. Channel 13. No, 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 it was no, still all 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 a station yeah. down there. He said, We're going on, on television, and I'm going to pay for every dime of it. I said, Really? And so I went home and told Vicky, and she said, No, you ain't either. She said, No, you ain't either. I said, why? She I said, Tommy Joe Smith's willing to pay for it. You ain't going. And at that time it was that Jim Baker controversy and oh, all this stuff going yeah, and they on. Were she says, it ain't that. worth it. Yeah. But Tommy Joe Smith, yes, he paid for all the radio minutes and he offered to put us on television. Well, let me
0: tell you, you 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 know this, you know this. But um it 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 blessed me. You know, Tommy Joe pulled me to side one day and I I'd go over and visit him and everything. He pulled me on the side and said, I want you to see this Bible. He pulls out a Bible. Every and it, time it, and somebody look,
1: preached a message, he had it written. In well, it. he'd go
0: through there and he'd show me every message he preached, mm-hmm. and like he, he would show, he had a date beside it. He had a date beside it. You were in this verse, this day. And I tell people all the time, there there are fifteen sermons for every verse. Exactly. I mean, right. you know what I'm saying. So, but but that wasn't his point. His point was, hey, I've been taking mm-hmm. care. I I know when he's preaching attention. these things, and mm-hmm. I've been paying attention to these. And his Bible was just full of that kind of stuff and all. Um, but uh Laura Burkett and all the you know and and uh Laura's you know. got has got a passion. This is a beautiful I mean you look at
1: Mount View today, it mm-hmm. is an absolutely gorgeous prep pre- building. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful, <laughs> yep. precip, whatever. Yeah. But Laura had a lot to do with that. Laura yeah. Laura likes beauty simplistic beauty. Yeah. And everywhere you look, you see simplistic beauty. In other words, yeah. when you first walk into our sanctuary, you go oh, yeah. Wow. Right. You know, nothing arrogant, no gold, no, right. no, you know, just
0: That's beautiful. Right. That's and Laura
1: Laura was the one that was spearheading all that from day one.
0: Right. Right, and so, and and then uh, the shepherds. I mean, I, that's she- to, of course Dennis Shepherd's mom and law are,
1: are sisters, and then Golden Barnes, yeah, one of yeah. those golden girls that just love this
0: church. Because, like, when I first got here, and they were still, they were still amongst them, it. was like you better ask them before we, there you go. yeah, we better we I mean, better go and ask go. them before we put anything on the uh, wall for it, and that's you know, and those kind of things. So, I mean, I know they stood out, and then, of course, you said Amen. let's stop.
1: Let's stop right there. And make a point. A lot of churches split today over the color of the carpet. What color that's exactly gonna paint right the yeah. And when yeah. we first got here and we first started, oh, it was massive we were massively building stuff from day one. And you know, it, it was beautiful and uh people wanting to keep it beautiful. But you know, it's kinda hard to have an, an Easter play in your sanctuary and not ding it up a little bit. That's right. And and it finally dawned on the people who wanted it beautiful, said these things are necessary.
0: Yeah.
1: You gotta ding it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna happen. Yes. You can fix it up. Yes. You can fix it up. But here was it. We came to that point where we realized it's good to have a beautiful building. Mm-hmm but the beautiful building ain't why you're here. That's right. And when you give up that when you give up it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the building really looks
0: like. What matters is what's the building being used for. That's right. That makes the difference. I told somebody the other day That's I right. said I said guys I said, you know, um this building we got, we man, look at look at all that is available here that God has provided. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, some of the best and granted this is a mm-hmm. this is a great facility. But but you can also tell along the way that it was this had to be peace chopped here, up, and this chopped is, up, chopped you, up. When you give a tour, you know people talk mm-hmm. about how you know the maze and everything. But I told him, I said, you know, some of the best restaurants that you go to are in you know shabby places. Mm-hmm. Now we're not a shabby church, but at the we're same time, in the middle time, of nowhere, we're in the middle we're, you know, of nowhere, which is yeah, that's exactly right. But I mean, it's like you know, it you know, it doesn't matter to have that you know, you know, over there when you have, you know, the stuff here and if you need to add this, or this, that's fine. But I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's worked so well. And, and, and we do laugh about it being pieced together because you had to, we had to add this. We Cause we didn't own this. the land. Yeah. God, exactly right. God
1: provided every piece that we needed. Yeah, That's exactly One right. thing you asked me about one more memory. I got to say yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When we, when we were going to build the sanctuary, mm-hmm. you know, again, we are in, we're in a chapel, picture yeah. this now we're in this chapel. Yeah. And you know we're, we're full. We probably got 125 people sitting yes. there. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, ain't no lot, no doctors, no lawyers. That's exactly right. No, just, still not. Just, just still not. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. just Just yeah. common people, yeah. mostly cotton mill right. people. Yeah. That aren't afraid. We're sitting there. And we we're busting. Yeah. I mean, I, we've had homecoming and had people sit on the front porch. That's right. You know, that's how, we that's needed right. this building. We yeah. needed this building. Yeah. So we did plan and come up with it. Now, back then, since 19 uh, in, in the middle of 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we four hundred thousand dollars is what we're gonna need now. Four hundred thousand dollars then is sort of like probably three million today.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is
1: crazy. I mean, four hundred thousand dollars to us yes. as a small church. No, no, that's incredible. I mean, God, how you gonna do this? Yes, how you gonna do this? How is, How are we gonna come up with four hundred thousand without going to the bank and putting yourself yes. in such debt you can't do it? Yes, yes. So somebody had done some research and and and, t- and sold church bonds. Now right. here's here's the thing. and we bonded it. We sold yeah. the church bonds. Yeah. But here's what I want to make a point. $400,000, and this community went nuts. There ain't no way in the world that church can sell $400,000 worth of bonds to build that building. <laughs> they don't know God, do they? When we announced, we, of course, we built up to it. We, when right. we announced that we were going to sell bonds, on that day we built, we announced we were going to sell $400,000 bonds, we sold out. We sold out in less than three days oh, and had goodness. people for months later calling and wanting to buy them. <laughs>
0: That's man, incredible. Man, man. Just like of course, that. the rate was probably good. Oh, it, wasn't good. it was good. The way it was structured, you get
1: you'd offer the, the a better rate than the bank. could Yeah, get. that's
0: exactly right. And it was that's structured exactly right. that
1: the church could pay you know a, a, a smaller payment because yes. of the way it, it yeah, worked. That's incredible. Four hundred thousand yes. God, dollars so in less good. than
0: three days. God, so good. Me and Mark God's Baggett so still shake our heads. Now, that's tell amazing. me about this though. Um, and this is a memory that I remember you telling me about, and some of the riding around we do. All right, so you told me about being in the mill. And seeing the beams come in for the for the sanctuary, I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a cost
1: meeting with with uh, we, we we're we're sitting in the in the meeting room at the old cotton mill. Yeah, that building that's the only building still there. Is that meeting room down in the basement and the railroad tracks right across the street. That's right. And we've been praying and wanting you know we've been waiting on the beams because they had, were prefabricated. Oh, they had sure. to be made. Sure, you know big old and yeah. you just gonna go down to Home Depot and buy. No, them. no. And we're sitting there one one morning. Uh, and the, the plant manager is in the middle, is in the middle of doing something. And I look out that window, and here comes his train <laughs> with these big, right. four beans right. on them. Yeah. And I jump up, and I said, that's
0: our beans. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And he
1: looked at me and said, what?
0: I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Man, yeah. And it seems to me, no, no, it seems to me, too, I know I, there, is, there is a photo album here in this church that Keith followed those beams he followed them and took pictures didn't he we came
1: they they brought them on a rail car they brought them in on a rail car parked them at uh what's the uh the old paper federal paperboard building i don't yeah. know what scott blackstock owns it now yeah. down there for the funeral home is that big that big building mm-hmm. down there to the right of you yes. was 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 federal paperwork right we, we had we had right. to get permission from the Federal Paper Board what it was at that time, to park that railroad car behind them till we get those beams off. Oh, well, those man. beams wouldn't fit on a rail. We had to get a contract, a big truck, to get those beams from <laughs> that railroad I, I, car to here.
0: And we had police
1: escorts and everything else wow. getting those beams and off. And I the saw truck. pictures yeah. of
0: people taking the pictures as they went down to your... That's incredible. <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's amazing memory. Amazing memory. Uh, all right. great. And we got we got time. I was just checking. But, but, but all right, so... Great, what you believe to be, and of course, the salvation of souls is the ultimate answer. But I think there's something in between that's interesting to talk about your greatest victory as a pastor. Because when you, talk, you talk about,
1: you-, you know, to me, to me, uh, Ryan, other than souls being saved, is seeing people who get saved watching their lives transform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on of people who really get saved and get plugged in and get happy in the Lord and serve the Lord. And we're, the church, this church is slapped full up. Yes. To me, that's the greatest victory is watching those change lives, <laughs> yes. growing the Lord every day of your life. Yes, every yes. And then their life. kids grow up Absolutely. in church and those kind of things Absolutely. like that.
0: All right. Uh, one last question, and uh, and I, I I know everybody appreciates you, you talking about these things, but um, advice— Advice to young preachers. Preach the word. Be instant,
1: in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. Yeah. Don't listen to man, listen to God. That's right. Here's one of our problems. You know, one of the problems we got in church today is man's trying to please man. No doubt. This is why the churches are dead and dying because we've gotten away from the word and
0: got to the world. Isn't that Isn't that interesting that they think that, you know, complying to the world is going to is going to help them? Seek a friend.
1: Yeah. It all started. And I, I'm not against seek a friendliness. I'm not against that term. I, 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 know, I know. But, you know, if, know. If, if, if you've got to serve coffee and donuts and first one thing to get them to come to your church. And entertain them. Mm-hmm. You ain't giving them the right
0: thing. I tell people all the time: if you do things to bless your people, mm-hmm. that's one thing. If you do things to draw people, Jesus already told you how to do that. Absolutely. Lift Him yeah. up; people will come to you. Absolutely, people will come to you. Absolutely. And so sure. yeah, just Pretty just sure. do what He's doing, and, sure. and that's 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 amazing. So uh, any anything you want to say, all right? So this is this. I mean, this is going to be out there. This is going to something going to remember you by, and, and people are going to listen to uh, anything you want to say to uh, your congregation, which is going to be mostly the people who listen to this that um that that uh well two things i love you and
1: i appreciate you it's been a great ride the last four to three years kenneth baker and you know people like that have been here even before bobby townsend they wonderful one yes. that's what makes life yes worthwhile people yes. like that but you know uh in in the twilight of my ministry here i love them appreciate them but when i would when i was in radio mm-hmm. at the end of the day mm-hmm. when he got time to cut the switch off and cut the lights off and go to the house mm-hmm. I'd always say, wherever you go, whatever you do, no one else loves you. No one else cares. When D-Rex is around, you got a friend.
0: <laughs> you got a friend. Well, guys, listen to me. I want to say this again. I want to reiterate this. Uh, Pastor Rex and I talk all the time. There are hundreds of names he brings up, hundreds of stories. Uh, you say, my goodness, I can't believe he didn't say this. I can't believe he didn't say that. Well, We're we're in a one-hour uh, interview, and there ain't no way he can bring it all up, folks. He loves you so much. He loves you so much, and we've had a good time, haven't we? We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Veins of Gold, a podcast of Mountain View Baptist Church. For information about our church and ministries, please visit our website, mvbaptist.org.